0: Hi, guys. I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns at Grateful Heart TV. And today's show is one kind of like continuing from several other shows in 2022. It's been a year of change. Maybe good, maybe bad, maybe somewhere in between, depending on your situation. If you own a home in Arizona, please stay tuned welcome to our show and thanks for joining us this is grateful heart the motivational arizona real estate and business show we're here to inspire you to believe in yourself to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful i found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Raines of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you.
1: Live from Phoenix, Arizona,
2: it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Raines.
0: Hi, I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV. and today's show, we have our wonderful sponsors all back. For a state of the market affairs. I feel like this is a, kind of like a state of the union address because things have been kind of wacky lately in real estate. Wouldn't you say so, Anthony?
1: Yeah, but the only difference between us and State of the Union, we don't have a teleprompter to read off of.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we do not have a teleprompter. Today's show is brought to you by Epic Mortgage, Amir yes. First Financial, and Navi Title. Woohoo! Hmm. And between the four of us in this room, I want talking about how old we are, but we do have about a a century of collective collective experience experience. so while your opinions may not match ours exactly just know we do have a little bit of experience and do know a little bit of what we're talking about at least enough to be dangerous yeah and so we wanted to come to you guys today we've done three episodes this year so far trying to predict what's coming and you know it's really funny is nobody can predict it you know uh, hindsight is really the only way to have 2020 vision So, that said, I know Tara already walked in today saying she's contesting the results from the last episode, (laughs) so let me take a quick peek and see what is going on with the real estate market in July of 2020. So before we could talk about today, I feel like we should talk a little bit about what Tara predicted, what Anthony predicted, and what Joe predicted, of course, and me too. In January, the average sales price, this was our predictions by the end of the year. Yes. So none of us are wrong yet that's true <laughs> the the year
2: and if we keep talking we'll get it right
0: <laughs> well eventually we're going to come up one, we're going to have one sound bite that's it's the blind out. squirrel and the
2: acorn <laughs> it's going to happen
0: so that said okay so i'm going back to what we said in the beginning of the year anthony anthony said at the beginning of the year the average sales price of 586 and rates are going up and then four then back down going up to four and then back down and then in march anthony said rates ha- stay level and dropping again in fourth quarter, house prices go up a little. And then May of 2022, he said, rates will go up a little around five and a half. So, Anthony, oops, there you are. What do you think in July? What What's happening in July? Because, you know, I'm going to go to Tara and Joe, but, you know, before you hear their answers, <laughs> I'd like to know what you're thinking. Because I see every day you're posting, you're sharing videos, you're sharing content. And we have this fabulous PowerPoint presentation for the second half of today's show to go over and talk about. Because I do believe that you
1: know what's going on. Being and, Instead of July, can I make my prediction for the rest of 2022? I have four of them.
0: Okay, yes. But that was in January, March, and May. We were all predicting for Year the end. end of the year. Yes, so this is your
1: year-end prediction. Is, so
0: what has changed this year? Has your opinion changed at all from what you were saying back in January, March and May? So we um, were at 4%, well, now we're up around 5.5% and you never said anything different about prices other than 586 being an average.
1: My, I, my, nothing has changed with regards to pricing. Um, I still feel pricing is going to go up. Yes, it's decelerating right now, but it doesn't mean it's they're still going to appreciate throughout the rest of the year and they emphasize with that, there is gonna be no market crash. <laughs> I don't hear it Anthony, don't can, hear it.
2: Can, can you explain decelerize real quick? Cause that's a good word.
0: That is a good word. And I love cause our last show with the three of us did together without Tara was about, um, oh, what's, Joe? what's the word right it, now out there right now? Recession? What, what is, oh, is yeah, that? Oh yeah, that's a word. That's a word. Okay. And most people just float around and don't know what that is. So we hear that much more commonly than deceleration.
1: So what is deceleration, Anthony Penn? I am gonna make people wait to listen to the show because that's part of my PowerPoint the second half of the presentation. Oh,
0: stinker. Okay, we're coming back. All right,
1: Anthony. And and the only thing I'm gonna change is rates. They are continually gonna rise, Mm -hmm. but my number at 5.75 is wrong. I'm gonna say they're gonna go up to seven. Um, The Fed has already shown that they already are increasing rates. I don't think it's gonna go higher than seven, but they're gonna go up to seven. But there is a reason for that that we can discuss later in my PowerPoint.
0: Okay, but all right. Farai, get back to Joe. Joe, do that again.
3: <laughs> That's a
0: big <laughs> shift from
3: January, where the prediction was four percent.
0: That is a huge shift. Huge like, shift. You're going like from four percent to seven. <laughs> That's huge. Okay, so we're t- we're going to mark that down. Now, Tara and Joe, it's your turn, and of course, we'll finish with me. I promise. We will see um, in January. Tara thought we may see, still see a little bit of appreciation, but at best five to 10%. Year
3: over year, correct.
0: Year over year. Um, March of 2022, stay in the four, see a slow down in free flowing cash. And then May, I don't think she could even figure out what you're trying to predict in May so I will have to go back and, and you can tell Ariel what to fit in the blank on that yeah, one. Yeah,
3: rates were, when it's funny, the last time we were in here we were having uh, this window where rates had improved and it was just a couple days Oh yeah, we were pretty right feeling good about coming it. coming right into <laughs> the room really and, and rates had, you know, gone up and then just come down a little bit and uh-huh. so Joe was just lavishing yes. in the fact that at that moment uh, that rates were a little bit lower than they had been but um, they ticked right back up as we suspected that they would and um, it's, you know, I won't elaborate too much on this, but the Fed's aggressively raising that Fed's fund rate is a really important sign that they're committed to getting inflation under control. And so after they did the last rate hike of 0.75%, we actually saw some improvement in long-term interest rates. And so I think that we're going to continue to be in that anywhere mm-hmm. from... Uh, high fives to uh up to 7 okay. by the end of the year depending on the activity of the feds and that's just going to play a huge role.
0: So are you still thinking 5 to 10% for year-end appreciation?
3: Yes, I think that the appreciation <clears throat> that we saw and I said this in the last show at the beginning of the year was See artificial. how she's trying to clarify that she's yes. right. <laughs> well, no no no, not that. I even said it specifically this way because we saw this extreme frenzy to get into a mar- into a home because rates were going up. Okay. And so people were Anxious to be able to lock in a payment before they were priced out of the market. I don't
0: disagree with that.
3: Yes. And so I think that we saw 20% appreciation from January till May. And now I think that we're gonna see the deceleration, the correction of the frenziness, and then I think we're gonna see regular like five to seven percent appreciation year over year. Okay. After that correction.
0: Fair enough. All right. So Joe, you're up. You've said in January average price by the end of the year would be five eighty-five with rates. Around three and seven qu- or three and three point seven five on a thirty-year fixed. Now that was January because we were we were feeling good <laughs> Might after New aggressive. Year's. Might be a little aggressive. <laughs> and then in March we're like ah, we're staying around four or below for rates, which Yay. didn't a little aggressive. Okay, but then <laughs> May you're like five point five stay the same or a little higher. And I don't think that's off. What is it today, guys? Five and a half. Five and a half. So that's long- your pain points. So if today was December thirty-first, you would be right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, so are you saying the average sales price at the year end of the year, you just you didn't comment on it again, so you're thinking it's going to stay? I agree
2: with a lot of what Tara's saying. I think we may see a, a small dip, just a small one, and uh-huh. then we get back on track with the old 5 to 7% appreciation, which is not bad. This is like what it's supposed okay. to be. I hate so to say it. So we're
0: talking the century of experience yeah. here, people. Yeah. 3 to 5%. Is what you should be expecting for real estate.
3: When we do buy versus rent comparisons and we're helping You're families using
0: understand the value of
3: homeownership, we're always historically using three to five percent. Three to five percent.
2: Three to five percent. Nothing wrong with that. So these these gains we've we've accumulated are not sustainable. Are
0: well, they're they're like winning the lottery. Yeah. And a lot of us won the lottery in the last couple of years, have windfalls of money but now they're all afraid. Well,
3: everything's about the payment, Rebecca. And when the feds got aggressive in quantitative easing and lowering rates, it created artificial affordability. So if rates went down 3%, a buyer could afford immediately overnight 30% more in a home price than they could just a couple months before that. And 30% is a significant gain.
0: That's a huge game. Okay, my turn. My turn. My I turn. i What do you got? Oh, but you did. No. Oh, no. no, no, You didn't. Okay, wait. I get back to Joe. Oh, I
2: got hijacked. All right.
0: So, is, what are you predicting? So, what, what is Ariel going to put in this chart for Ariel, for July? Ariel, <laughs> I contact. we're going to go
2: with 5% or lower. So, and here's why. And here's why. The whole recession thing is happening. It's
0: already happened. <laughs>
2: so we are fighting inflation. However, the bigger challenge is going to be keeping, the recession.
0: Keeping people buying. So,
2: what will happen is we're fighting the inflation right now, but by the end of the year, they're going to go, uh oh, recession is a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. And the way you get out of a recession is
0: dun, 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 dun,
2: you drop you the drop rates. Drop the rates.
0: And we're all back to work <laughs> and again. We're
2: coming back. So. That's what I believe. We can see the recession is is coming if it's not here, Okay. and they will have to do something to counter that. So what they're, in my belief, what Mm -hmm. they're doing is they're jacking the rates currently, basically reloading Mm -hmm. their gun Mm -hmm. to shoot these bullets in a few months and start coming back down again.
0: I think you nailed it. That was going to totally be my prediction. So
3: I just want to comment on that. <laughs> so Tara? the Fed's balance sheet right now, oh, she's talking about she's in terms of the amount of mortgages that the United States currently owns, is $2.7 trillion. So I want you guys to understand that the looking at the Fed debt, that we are over the limit. We've Kay. been over the limit since oh, we were over born. Over the limit, and so have I we don't not been since we've been born. Are going to have the same tools at their disposal because of it being? You mean they're just
0: not going to print more money?
3: Well, I think they'd like to, but they really don't have the ability to do that without creating more uh, consequences for
2: themselves. And my teenagers would say, bet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we might have to have a bet by the end of the year.
1: The government has their ways. Sometimes. Tara and I are thinking they're going to go up they're gonna go up through possibly seven, and Joe's saying no. Is that I'm what I'm saying? saying no. Joe thinks with Joe. they're going to be under five. He uh, thinks they're no, so. no, no, no,
0: no. I think I'm with Joe that I think they're going to improve them just yeah. to stimulate the market because we're guess what? We're also going into election year, you guys.
3: Well, keep in mind the only way for them to improve them is quantitative using, not lowering the Fed funds rate. They're not Tara, connected in that them. way.
1: Tara, let's bet them.
3: Uh, let's bet let's them. Bet I agree. Them. I think we're going to be at six and a half before the end of the year, and I'll put $500 on it.
0: I Damn. say we just go
1: to dinner. The oh, losers. let's do <laughs> That's uh, State, aggressive. 44. <laughs> State 44.
0: State uh, Yeah, okay. I don't care. I, I say the winners get to pick oh. where they're going because I'm going to make Anthony drive down to the East Valley because <laughs> we're winning, <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Okay, this is a dinner bet. Chipol- and the winners, Chipotle. The winners get to pick and the, the losers pay. How's that? Done.
1: Bam. Looking Bam.
0: forward to it. Okay, so that's only if Joe and I stick to the same predictions for the next three shows.
2: <laughs> in December, I'll have a different opinion, maybe.
0: <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll 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 go through there. All right, Anthony, I got to go back one more time, so I got to see what I put down. So January, I said the average price of five ninety, and rates at four or just under. And then I was like, mm, average price is going to be six hundred by May, and still going to appreciate with an average price point of six twenty five is what I said in May for March. And as far as rates are concerned, um, I'm with Joe. I think they're gonna improve right before the end of the year. And I think the I think I'm gonna stick to my 625. And the reason why, Anthony, I, I want it, I want you to see this, but I I wanna I don't know. I gotta figure out how I can have your face and my charts at the same time. Because <laughs> you wanna rain. see his reaction. I, <laughs> I wanna see I wanna yeah. see his face for this. I don't know why. Oh, there he is. There okay, now I got to see your face. Okay, now I'm going back. Um, all right, so this chart here. I just need to shrink it down a little bit. Oops. Oh.
2: Oh, so I'm getting close. I see a 582. No, I'm it's
0: trying to do the minus button. Oh God. You can help me. Oh no, this
3: is not good. I, Farai. She's
2: so much better at selling real estate. Everybody.
3: <laughs>
0: I really. Okay, am. you're there. Just oh. hit the minus button. I was hitting the minus button. She
1: has people that does that for her. I, I, right. I actually do <laughs> have facts. people who do stuff for me facts. like this. Hi, Ariel.
0: Oh gosh. Okay, now, Farai okay maybe if I go like that there we go okay okay this is a chart that I wanted okay so this chart I want to explain this chart to you guys I don't have to stand up on this one but I'm going to for the next chart and the reason being on break you guys are asking me about listings under contract today we have eighty nine hundred homes under contract a month ago we had ten thousand one hundred last quarter we had twelve thousand this time last year we had 11,000 this time two years ago when the pandemic was like peak, bonkers. peak pandemic, like n- crazy time. Yep. We were almost 14,000 homes under contract and today we're at 9,000. Is that
2: like the highest number ever?
0: Could have been, it could have been cause that was like literally the crazy, crazy, crazy time. So what happened is actually last year we were at 114 sales for the entire year, 114,000. In COVID year we were 95,000, but remember COVID basically shut us down the whole first half of 2020 yeah. <clears throat> and then we went gangbusters the second half soon of as 2020 rates dropped. Yep. as soon as the rates dropped. So there's definitely correlation to rates dropping and demand. Absolutely. Now is there correlation to rates dropping or raising and prices? Because you just made the comment here a little bit ago yeah. about how overnight somebody could afford $30,000 more and that's what pushed the prices up so fast. Right. Right. So if you, if you think about that this is the chart that has got everybody a little freaked out. Today our listing success rate is four out of five houses are selling. Right. Okay. During the crazy pandemic, we were at 101% for listing success rate. So five out of five houses are selling, plus If you a list bit a more. home
3: for sale, it will sell.
0: It will sell. Yes. Any house. The dogs, the, the terrible the, yeah. dogs, the ones that <laughs> yeah. back to the road, the ones the that empty have... empty swimming
3: pools and the deferred maintenance.
0: Oh, yeah. All that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And power lines. Let's just add all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, but traditionally, last month we were at a traditional number and two years ago we were at a traditional number still. 87%. So I personally believe that we're just in this little blimp right now, and I'm going to show you the next chart to explain to you why I feel that way. Today's average price point, though, it was 582. Yes. No. Oh, no, no, Joe. No. Bad. And the reason why I say it's no. So this is a month ago in June. We're at 599. I predicted in March that by May we'd be hitting it's 600, but we did go down.
2: Well, I said 585.
0: So you did say if that's so why you're rooting it. for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but if you think about this, look at the spread, $17,000 on a $600,000 price point. That's like 2.8%. So the market has dropped the average price. I know you're going to the Crawford Index. That's my next chart, Tara. Mm-hmm. But the average price has come down. Now, if you look at a quarter ago though, we're significantly higher still than we were a quarter ago. Because at a quarter ago, we were at 569 and today we're at 582. So a year ago, we we're at 510. So if you take the math and you look at 510 a year ago and you look at 587 or 582 today, we've already appreciated $70,000 from this time last year, which is far more than 5%.
2: So the, the appraiser in me says the average square feet, we're only selling 1958 uh-huh. as opposed to 2000, uh, da, da, da. And yeah. I think that number comes into play too. So we're selling smaller houses than we did in the past. For more money. For more money.
0: Seller small and smaller houses are. So I think
2: those numbers are probably pretty close.
0: They are pretty close. Ratio wise. Now, now the Cromford index is where you were going next with your eyes. And I have a whole chart I'm going to stand up (laughs) for on that one. But there's a couple other things I want to point out to you guys. Now, the last two years have been crazy town. They have. Crazy town. And so right now we have two months of supply. A balanced market is four months of supply. Four. We only have two months of supply. When it was stupid, stupid a year ago, We had hit 0.6 and 0.5, and 0.5 was just a quarter ago. Yeah we couldn't sustain it anymore. We all know that. Like We all knew on that train, it was gonna crash. It was gonna run into something. Well, we just knew
3: that that the pace of growth wasn't sustainable. And I think that's the biggest thing that people need to wrap their heads around is the idea that it's okay to list your home and have it be on the market for 15 days and not have an offer right away. And I am seeing deep price reductions that are fear-based because there's a lot of agents that have never been through a normalized oh, right. market and so make they're responding that? in a way that's not necessarily appropriate to where we're at for inventory and 100 and, percent. and you know the sad part about it is we're getting ready to do a class called back to the future uh-huh. you don't know what you don't know right <laughs> but as seasoned agents it's fantastic because we just go back to our tool shed and pull out all of the ways that we used to traditionally market real estate and bring them back to the market and for for newer agents these are concepts they've never seen before
0: you mean the agents that join the market in the last two to three years who don't know how to negotiate what we call a binzer Correct. because in the last two years most sellers weren't wanting to make any repairs Correct. And they, and they don't even know how to negotiate. Yeah, I'm
3: excited. Okay. It, actually, I'm <coughs> having more fun in the last 30 days than I had in the first 90 days of the year, because in the first 90 days, all I saw were the red flags. And today I'm seeing the benefits of this increased inventory and and moving into a balanced market and these cash buyers, you know, going into other places as they should. Goodbye. Wait,
2: wait, We're still a mile away from a balanced market
3: not a mile my friend
0: not a mile i'm with you joe we're still <laughs> so,
2: we're still two months like we're not close we're i only think halfway
3: at the there. current I'm rate Urban the inventory is Southeast increasing like we will bones. be in a balanced market by the end of hungry. the
0: year i'm hungry too <laughs> <laughs> so okay anthony you're over at navi title you have a really nice viewpoint for closings now in june because the demand dropped so much what is july racking up for for closings overall i mean i know you guys are doing better than most of your competitors so give us a picture because obviously refinances aren't happening right now you not guys as aren't, much you're yep. not doing refis and so it's only purchase business and if everybody's been kind of like thrown into this little i don't know fear bubble of something and they're not buying as much as they were what's it look like on your end what are you seeing are you seeing a lot of cancellation still
1: um our kid it's funny you said I put up our cancer ratio yesterday it was 12 percent. yep is that, is that big is yeah that good? I don't know what that is yeah it's 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 higher than we are but it's not outrageous I mean it's it's 12 percent. it's it's kind of where the market's at um our June was probably down anywhere from 10 to 15 percent I'm not you know I you, just being honest with you I've talked to some of my friends saying they killed it well they're lying to me I, I know right. for a fact because I see the numbers of the market share at the end of the month and you're not killing it. I saw your comparison. Um, July, uh, we will see what happens in July. Um, a good sign for us was the Tuesday after July 4th, we had a really, really good opening day. So I'm going to see how that trends throughout the week. But I, I think that's opening, a fair
0: statement. You know, you, you almost have to go week to week, Anthony, right now. I, um, I talked to somebody over the weekend myself, and she said there was a huge difference from – the questions and the activity she had in her open houses last weekend um, than what she's seen in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. So I personally, and this is a perfect line up to the next chart, (laughs) so hold on, Anthony, bear with me and let's see if I can, oh, look at me, I can do it. Okay, this is the part that I'm gonna take off the earpieces for and I'm gonna explain this because I really do think this, ooh, if I can untangle myself, I really do think, and Fry, do I need to bring this with me, tell Tara or Joe if I do? if I'm not loud enough. So what this is, this is the Cromford Index. This was the last little number Tara was staring at just a few minutes ago. Ah, 20 years of data. This is literally the last 20 years in the Valley. The Cromford Index talks about supply, market, and demand. So the hotter, higher the number, the hotter the market. Up until this last year, we're looking at 2005, They broke 300 for the Cromford Index. That's a pretty good year. That was 2005. That's the year that everybody keeps saying this feels like today, right? We keep hearing that's why people think we're going back to this big, huge crash. But, so it hit 300. And then the crash followed suit because all these people here were getting liar loans and they couldn't keep paying on them. So the Cromford Index, it likes to be at 100. A mm-hmm. hundred means perfectly amount same amount of buyers same amount of sellers one to one one to one yep you know it should take about a month for your house to sell if you're a buyer you should traditional have, cycle yeah you should have around you know six to eight houses to pick from wherever you're looking and you know that's normal right So let me just talk about so in 2006 seven eight and nine this is the part that I thought was really interesting Did
2: something happen then? Yeah. Oh.
0: The whole collapse of our economy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Right? So check this out. But the true bottom of the market with prices did not happen until 2011. Right. Okay? So the Crawford was at its worst, but the prices were still higher. Okay? So 2000. follow me here. 2011 is where the prices were the lowest. This was the bottom of our market. And then we fast forward literally 11 years to 2022 and April 27th was our peak of our market the Cromford index actually peaked and broke records in 2020 and that was the June right after like do you remember Tina Tambor was talking about how somebody had you know folded over the hose and yes once June hit
3: all the water came out it All came gushing yep.
0: out right that is when we broke 500 you know yep. as it was climbing was a short period of time, where we were all freaking out, like, what in the world? Because there was no inventory. There was no inventory. No inventory. Now, one thing I want pat- to point out March and April and May of 2020 is right here. Do you see how it was climbing, 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 and then it just dropped?
3: Which is COVID. I mean, it's that's when, we were on when quarantine. the economy was shut down. Yeah. Okay.
0: And what was happening during quarantine? You were drinking too much, I was drinking too much, a lot of stress and a lot of fear. I had a bunch of cancellations in mm-hmm. March and April. May was really kind of quiet, but May of 2020, let's see, probably right around here, felt very much to me like it does today. So my point, we go COVID crazy, and like, what is this, December, it's probably December at the end of the year, and we popped back up right after the first of the year, and then here we are.
3: Well, and I think, Rebecca, it's important to touch on this because price is always the last indicator. So okay. you'll notice that when we hit the bottom of the market is when we hit a balanced market.
0: Because so we, we had
3: more listings to buyers in this period of time and so sellers were having to reduce price to get the property sold because there wasn't enough buyers to absorb the supply. So the reason 2011 is when we hit the bottom of the market and home prices started to depreciate is because we had a balanced market. One buyer to one seller.
0: You hit a hundred. And then guess what, in 2014, I bet you and Joe will remember this time period. I remember yep. this time period really well. Yep. It actually was a balanced market. Yeah, great. I just started working for my builder again. The builders were coming back and building houses again. Yep. And we got pretty balanced, and then eh, then we went into what the rest of the country at 150 Cromford Index. The rest of the country considered a really good market. We were really, really strong. That's for several a seller's years. market. This was a this was a seller's market. Yep. Today we are at 169.
3: Right, we're almost at that same place.
0: We are still a seller's market.
2: Still an extreme an extreme seller's market. Still an extreme seller's.
0: Market. So
3: I think really what it's going to come down to is demand and it's going to be is the buyer going to have the confidence to re-enter the housing market between now and the end of the year
0: this is a high dive yep and people are going to start plowing off of it okay (laughs) so what i predict okay let's hear it my may my may 2020 guy i was talking about now i've got to put my earpieces back in i had to talk him into buying dave LaVolsey. he didn't want to buy every day i was talking him off the ledge because it was going down like when he this he was going here. Right. So he was scared, just right. like everybody else. So I personally think everybody's just freaked out right now. And then guess what? Next month, the sun will still come out. <laughs> you know, we'll still need bacon at the grocery store. We're still gonna go pay more than we should for our gas. And people are still gonna be buying houses. And I don't know that the Cromford index is gonna go higher, but I don't think prices are going down. Now, let me read you the negative Nelly from <laughs> Cromford. So I've highlighted some stuff Boo. here. Now, this was just coming out yesterday and I was actually really surprised, but I'm sure with analysts, nobody likes to predict and be wrong. right? So I know Cromford and Tina's very careful about predictions, but she did tell us a couple things to watch out for. She told us to watch out for vacancies. Yep. And so I do have a thing about vacancies and she did, I'm sure, talk about rates. We can see that all of them have cooled significantly in the three months since April. So she's talking about this crazy cool down, contract ratios have declined by at least 74% colossal drop in the last three months and easily the fastest and most significant cooling that has been seen in the greater phoenix market since 2001
3: that's why i showed you guys that chart when they started studying it so not since yeah since they started tracking this information
0: so 21 years the hardest hit this is what i thought was kind of surprising yeah price ranges between 500 and 600 in this current cooling climate which is Basically, your average first-time homebuyer house today, because guess what? Our average prices are between but they're five the to six ones hundred. who are
3: being most greatly affected by rising interest rates and inflation, and they're taking don't on disagree. consumer debt, and that's what it I is. I don't disagree.
0: Yeah, but this is the one that we have the most amount of houses from. These are the people who are not shopping today, right? Because they're afraid, and I understand why they're afraid because they heard about their parents losing their houses. Like, I understand the fear, but is it realistic? Right. If you have a home in the price range of five to 600 our advice is to accept that you have a lot of competition from other sellers and the market trend is not moving in your favor. Be realistic in your expectations. You will probably be fine, but price too high and you could be chasing a falling market with price cuts that may come too late. Yep. Okay. That was a lot. It was a lot. That was a lot. So... Thank you, Anthony. We're going to do your PowerPoint <laughs> right after we take this next commercial hey, break. Hey,
1: you'll, you'll, you'll probably edit this out, but do you think Michael Orr was a little bitter this weekend? Because it was July 4th and he is British. Yeah. <laughs> we, I'm won't, just, just
0: don't, we won't edit just that out. out I'm going to tell you, though, I do think Tina's actually the one who's writing these things these okay, days. I, I'm just, just yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and throw the Brit in there.
2: Anthony will love this, but the Cromford Report is a paid subscription, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, and what sells?
1: fear uh, headlines
2: headlines fear sells yeah yep.
3: i think because real estate agents are their yeah, prescription or subscriptions is that they don't want to be wrong and i think because they kept saying it's going to take this amount of time to move into a balanced market and that has happened at a more aggressive pace than they had Predicted. forecasted because they don't predict um mm-hmm. that they're, they did predict. they're wanting to quickly come back and address Maybe the misconception. Yeah, if you say enough words, you'll be right. Yeah, <laughs> just like us.
1: Hey, headlines do sell, but I got to give it to them; they do have the best data in town. They
0: have the best data. Well, they scrub their data. So that was the one thing I, I actually took a class from Mike Gore like years and years ago. I'm that I'm that nerd who knows how to extract Excel spreadsheets and mm-hmm. pull all that stuff out. And um, I will say he scrubs his data, and that's what's really cool. So when we when we go into your PowerPoint, I know a lot of your stuff. I always like to go into that afterwards is because you get more stuff that's about the whole entire country. Right. And I wanna I wanna just emphasize the fact between all the job growth and our weather and so many other reasons where a lot of the headlines might address the entire country, I don't wanna know that Arizona's gonna insulated. be affected yeah. as, much. as much. Well, we're the see, sand, right? The sandbox, <laughs> I'm like, well, things start here. Tara's giving me this look like Anthony, like <laughs> stop being so damn positive, Rebecca.
1: No, I did I, wear yeah, black but that, today. That, that, That's why you want you want to compare the macro to the micro, yes. micro data. And then like you said earlier, Rebecca, in this market, if you're not skill based and a client answers you a question and you do not have these answers, you're yeah. I'm not using you. Heck no,
0: heck no. And that's that is one thing. So you touched on it earlier and I told Fry this off break. Um, I truly believe there's going to be a lot of agents exiting the market. Yes. Because a lot of them, a lot of, well, you're seeing it probably, Anthony, because a lot of them,
1: go ahead. Part of my prediction for the rest of the year, you're going to see a 20 to 30% decrease in uh, real estate agents. And lenders,
0: by
2: the way. Bye, Felicia.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Bye bye, <laughs> all those people. Well, and the thing is, okay. So think about it with realtors. Yep. I think the number is like we usually have around seventy to eighty thousand active licensees, but like there's usually a nice percentage that haven't renewed their license, haven't taken the continuing right. ed, or done any of that. Right. Well, this is a time of year that you're you're dishing out some big dollars. You know, everybody thinks the life of a realtor is like this glamorous life. We pay through the nose for so much stuff. Yeah. And so if you haven't been selling real estate enough yet you're not going to this summer. And if you
2: read the Cromford report, you're not in a hurry to to renew.
0: You're not in a hurry to renew. So (laughs) I I actually hope that those people go away because I'm tired of them telling their clients the wrong information. I totally
3: agree. And I think the reason we're seeing the cancellations we're seeing is because the agents didn't set proper expectations with their clients and they weren't prepared (coughs) for price reductions. (coughs) um, or what was necessary or they overpriced it based on the insanity we were coming out of.
0: Now, to be fair, We're going to talk about my house that's still on the market (laughs) after break. (laughs) To be fair, some things do happen out of our control. And with that said, we're going to take a quick commercial break, we'll be right back. If you're looking
3: for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase
0: Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo-Rains with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters, so when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients, so I do dare you to Google me, and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home.
2: independently owned means low overhead so you get the best rates fees and service keep more of your money brokers are better realtor recommended for over 20 years contact me joe smith at epic mortgage today 602-741-4121
3: whether purchasing a home or refinancing we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company navi title agency is the leading source for all title escrow and marketing needs with access to the largest title insurance underwriter navi title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud creating solutions that save time and money for everyone ask your realtor or loan officer today about using navi title on your next real estate transaction navi title agency is locally owned and operated in the state of arizona
0: so i hope enjoyed the commercial break yes i'm pissed okay let me tell you guys why i'm pissed because i knew better i knew better you where's know my
2: popcorn go on
0: if okay. only you had a friend that
3: could have given you a warning
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all James'
0: fault yeah it's all james's fault okay so joe's watching this and enjoying himself quite a bit not really, not really. well you were the lender on the second one and i still yeah. have the camera angle of you walking up to my house trying to help me sell it so i appreciate that dude um So one of the shows we did about a month ago, I was kind of giving like talking really big like, I didn't take that offer from that guy because I had this cash guy come in and he was so fantastic. Well, he turned out to be a douchebag. Yeah. (laughs) And so what we were just talking about, it's actually pretty cool, Mm -hmm. not cool for my situation, but um, in April, you and I talked and I did a video on my house Mm -hmm. because I knew I could tell the difference. I could feel it getting a little bit slower. Shifting. It was shifting, and those of us in the business doing enough business could feel it. Actually, even at the tail end of March, but we were still really busy. And so April rolls around. I'm like, oh crap! I need to get my house on the market because James and I are building a new house this year. Our daughter is getting ready to graduate at this time, and she's out of state. And I'm like, there's just no way I can do everything I need to do. I got new carpet. I repainted my house. We you had wanted to do stage. it right. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do the way I told all my clients to do it. Right. Right. And I still agree that in, what I did do would give me a top market in any market. In any market. In any market. But the problem is is the market shifted. Yes. While I was, excuse my French, dicking around with my house. Painting and carpet. Yeah, painting and carpet. So what happened, we get a first two buy though the first weekend took about a week, which was abnormal because had I listed my home in March, I would have had multiple offers and it would have gone over a million dollars. We listed right. it at nine seventy-five and we've had two buyers pay us the nine seventy-five. But both of them really got cold feet, yeah, because they were seeing that chart going down, and then they just knew it didn't feel good, and they gave me all these lame excuses. And when people give me lame excuses, it's because they have cold, cold feet. feet, yes, right. And so I know what I have on the market is not, um, is definitely nicer than a lot of other homes mm-hmm. in the fact of how it shows today, right. So I know whenever somebody comes along and really does stick to my house, they'll pay what I'm asking for because I'm watching the competitors, right, and my competitors' houses are not turnkey. And um, of course, you know, I'm like every other seller. Yours
2: is better. Mine
0: is so much better. (laughs) Yours is better. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I should have closed escrow two weeks ago with the first buyer and I didn't. And then I got into escrow with another buyer and I didn't. And right now we're still active. Now we're on the market about 30 days. Yeah. I'm not freaking out, but that's because I know the market and I understand it and I can afford to not freak out. Right. But there's going to be some sellers who are really freaking out right now. Well and the vacancy piece is huge so Mm -hmm. I have a house that comes to mind
3: that's listed in Jake's Ranch that is an estate sale and the mom died, and the young so children are, yes, the ones who are doing it, and they're anxious to get it <clears> moving, <throat> mm-hmm. and they've done a pretty steep price reduction. Well, guess what, there's another similar listing in that community, and now, all of a sudden, they've done a similar price reduction, yeah. and when you start to Chase see that the trend. trend it's the yes, opposite
2: of what we just saw for the it last is two years. Correct.
0: It's the opposite of what we saw for the last two years. So you know when the last buyer canceled, Joe, you know that buyer. I do. So the other buyer, the first buyer, the douche, came back offering me less, and we increased our price. As right. crazy as that might sound, I'm really hoping that maybe we don't get the bottom feeders trying to buy as much as they can. That we'll find some buyers from out of state who are looking at a million on up, right? And, and will just be a different demographic. Because the two buyers I had, I think, were spending as much as they could, and it was right. just suffocating them. They got like couldn't probably couldn't sleep at night, right? And I get it. It's super scary right now. It was super scary in May of 2020, and I'm sure my client's really happy he went yes. ahead and signed those papers.
2: Yes. You know what's great about the guy that, that bought in 2020? He's probably seen his house rise 25%.
0: Oh, easy. i so
2: excited. and
0: He's got at least 300 of equity. He probably
2: feels like, this is uh, I, I've made that money. But yeah. what he doesn't realize is he's about to give back 5% of that, and that's what everybody's afraid of. Right. They're afraid of giving back that 5%. Of the fake 25 percent that they just grabbed over the last two years. You mean the
0: monopoly money. Yeah, the so, windfall that so we you, all just got. So you may
2: have to give a little bit back, but just understand that you we're going to level, and then you'll start. You'll go back to See, your I three have, to five percent.
0: I have no problem reducing my sales price. I'm just not doing it for the first douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to list it. Make,
1: make her an offer. John, yeah. Just, just just in the last year they made ninety-eight thousand dollars in Arizona. That's
0: right. Well that's just the that's the average person, what was it, five ten at the beginning of the year, Anthony? And then today, even though it's dropped to five eighty two, so that's seventy two thousand dollars just from the last drop last month it was up to five ninety nine, Anthony. So you were right. And it has dropped just a hair. But so what? I d I don't think I don't think anyone's expecting what we saw back during two thousand seven and eight to happen where all of a sudden we're dropping 30% in town and 60% out in the skirts. Because no. that is what happened last time.
3: Well, and the, I, we'll get into it, and I'm sure that Anthony will touch on it, but it's the reality is there is not a lack of demand for housing. There are a, a ton of buyers who want to purchase real estate, and they would just need to overcome the fear mm-hmm. of the transition in the market to be able to enter it. And this is a phenomenal, and I can't wait to get into all these different strategies that never would have been possible three months ago. This is a phenomenal time to buy.
0: I agree, because this is that time where most people are scared and those that have balls, they're gonna get. They're gonna do pretty good. Well, and sellers are willing
3: to negotiate. Sellers they're are willing, willing to negotiate. repair the property to the appropriate standard, and they're willing to give concessions to allow the buyers to overcome the rising interest rate.
0: Agreed, and I'm doing all the above. Yep. So, all right, Anthony, are you ready for your PowerPoint? Cause we're doing that next. Oh, okay, real quick, the apartment market's at greatest risk for oversupply. They do talk about Phoenix in here, Tara. Yeah, we talked about this a couple months ago. <laughs> I know, you even brought it up yesterday. So we yeah. do have maybe too many apartments being built, and that will definitely impact us. Here's your chart on the rates you wanted to mention. What do you wanna say about this chart real quick?
3: I just wanted to show how long it's been since we've been in the interest rate environment that we're in today. So Mm -hmm. when we talk about rising interest rates and lower interest rates, this goes back to 1974 where the average 30-year fixed rate was 9%. -hmm. And in the 80s, we saw it jump up as high as 16% there. And if you go back, I mean, we haven't been in the mid fives since 2008. And so the rising interest rate from a lender perspective, from a buyer perspective, is the biggest thing to overcome to address affordability.
0: I got it. Okay, Anthony, are you on? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. This is your first chart. Do you want me to play your PowerPoint or just move it as we go?
1: I have a special guest with me today. Oh boy.
0: Let's see, who is it? Who is it? Let me scroll back over. Oh, hey there,
1: (laughs) how you (laughs) doing?
0: We like you, Ryan.
2: Oh, I love you guys, I love you guys. So quick, everything. what's your prediction
0: <laughs> for the end of the year? What do you think prices are gonna be in interest rates? <laughs> they're gonna flatten.
2: Uh, flatten out. Maybe a little increase by the end of the year, but it's not gonna be a decrease like everybody says. So
0: if the price today is 582 on average, do you think we're gonna be at 582 at the end of the year for average? And where do you think the interest rates are gonna be? Cause you know, I'm gonna coach you on this for the next uh, you know, six months from now. I
2: I see the pricing to kind of stay about the same, five eighty-two, around throughout the second quarter or second half. That was your call.
1: Interest rates, you'll be—I don't think—will be above seven. So, but you think it's going to go to seven? I think it, I think it will. Okay, Ooh. he's with us, Ty. <laughs> All right, hey, he's invited to dinner on the. <laughs> yeah, end. exactly. You got
2: your wallet, Ryan.
3: This tab well, keeps going up. That
1: yeah, high. that, that <laughs> only counts demand if you, you guys demand
3: win.
0: win. okay the legend. Okay, okay, Ryan go so, away, Ryan. Go he away. He runs. <laughs> go away. All right, so Anthony, let me get over back to your PowerPoint, my friend. Now that we had the fun with adding Ryan to the bet. Um, Okay, so this is your first chart. Let's talk about it.
1: This this kind of is a quote from um, uh, Mark Kuzan, but it gets into, Rebecca, I'll let you read it, but it just says how housing is a hedge against inflation. And you can read that quote. Real
0: estate is one of the time-honored inflation hedges. It's a tangible asset and those Tend to hold their value when inflation reigns, unlike paper assets. More specifically, as prices rise, so do property values. Okay, gotcha. Now I'll get to the
1: next chart, which we'll get in this one, and this goes into what we just said about mm-hmm. um, where you have to have data and go over the history. And history has shown this hedge against inflation. If you look at it, the people are looking. The blue is the. You know, you can see the in the green, that is where prices go when there is inflation. Yeah. And what do you guys see in there on that chart?
0: We see a lot of
1: green. A
0: lot of green, right?
3: Thanks to Wall Street yeah. repositioning their money as institutional buyers.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so everyone who's calling for homes to drop and we're gonna get back to two thousand eight, I don't know, happening. just look look at the data. It's data, data, data.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep, I agree. And it's interesting, the 80s, you had inflation and home price appreciation at about the same. And then it's interesting to see the 90s and 2000s because that really does reflect our, our average uh, mm-hmm. appreciation rate. Yep. Um, and so that's, that is interesting to see that. Here's the next chart. This one says throughout history, during a recessionary period, interest rates go up at the beginning of the recession, but in order to come out of a recession, dun, dun dun dun, me and Joe, we got this. Getting hungrier. Um, interest rates are lowered to stimulate the economy when you know it's an election year. Moving forward, <laughs> historically, we have seen a repeated uptick in interest rates followed by lower interest rates.
1: Okay, and this, this this next chart besides the one I just showed you are my two favorite charts. Okay, in the last week. Yeah, this is and once again with history and data going all the way back to 1980 recession. Just look what happened interest rates shot up. But every single time what do you see in there? They Not have to go rate. down in
0: order to get out. yeah Yeah, they have to go down in order to get out
1: of it now now none of us have a crystal ball we're making predictions we don't know what's going to happen with the rates but what we're telling you is history is showing that they're not going to go up like keep once they go up they're going to come back down they're they're doing this for a reason and joe you did a really good job on the last show explaining that and tara you kind of followed up with that today but like we said you have to follow the history and data stop watching the media who's seeding that fear and doubt versus what reality really is so
0: yeah it's it's a fear it's a fear market that full of fear that of what we're in right now um okay so national and local headlines
1: that that gets into that fear we thought about right the cooling housing
0: market enters into the great deceleration so the deceleration word again anthony Home prices decelerate as the market, as the housing market downshifts. Buying a home at the wrong time can backfire big time. Here's why it may pay to wait. All right, See Anthony, that, deceleration. What, what, you promised us second half. We were talking about what's it.
1: The, what's, what's that do right there? Is that the headlines doing more the Makes you not want sure to not do, do nothing. Makes you not want to do nothing. Makes you not want to do nothing. But if you ever read it inside that article, it will have nothing to do with that headline.
0: I know. Isn't nobody, that
1: ironic? But nobody goes into the article and reads it.
0: Yeah, I've been doing a lot of reading lately and I, I definitely agree with you that the, rarely does the actual headline match the actual article. So here, Anthony Here goes Joe.
1: Joe, they're ready for it. Here it goes, Joe. Go to the next one. Oh deceleration. Here it goes. Now what is what does the deceleration mean? The deceleration is when a when home prices they appreciate, but it's at a more modern rate. It doesn't mean depreciation where home values decrease. Does that make sense?
2: It does. And if you look at the slide, Anthony, the the slide actually, sorry, if you can go back, the slide will show, it shows a road. And when I think of decelerate, if I'm going 85 on on the freeway and I decelerate to 65.
0: Because the cop's watching you. I'm still doing (laughs) 65.
2: So i'm still going places right and that's the housing market we were at 85 and we're going to decelerate to 65 and we're still going to go places
1: yeah I agree. Hey, the, the, other, the other thing i want to talk about that with the market right now and um, rebecca you kind of brought that up earlier but it we have not usually especially in arizona across more in arizona i think there was trends that you like to follow that it's a seasonal market in the summertime was a seasonal market for us. The last two years, everybody forgot about that. Well, you know, last yeah. Last year, mm-hmm. last year, and the year before, summer was our new spring market. It's and it true. Went crazy It didn't stop. Right now, we're in a seasonal market, and guess what? Our one of our biggest times of the year is kind of the third quarter when October, November yeah. starts so hitting. So you got to think about that. It's it's just getting back to normalcy, and but you people don't understand that who are new in the market.
0: So normalcy. Um, I was sharing earlier. Uh, James and I got married, and we take mm-hmm. our trips. We always take off in July because it's three. You know, it's it's 120 degrees outside in Phoenix, Arizona, and nobody really wants to be here. It's hot. So it's hot. Yeah. So it's always our slow month. It yeah. always is our slow month. So that's a good point. Thank you for reminding me and talking about that, Anthony. Um, let me see. I think we got a little bit more on your chart to go. Yep, we
1: got we got a few more. But this gets back into what we also talked about, where we thought the home price is. This is the national the national average for the rest of the country throughout the rest of the year is 8.5 but what did we talk about earlier that we're going to be stronger is better than that mm-hmm. so you're probably looking at and I'm going to go higher than Utah in this one uh, you're probably looking at 10 to 15% in Arizona for, for this past year.
0: year. Right now we're running 17 percent. That's what the year over year average from this time last year to now okay. is 17 percent.
2: If you told an investor you're going to get 10 percent.
0: They're happy as anything, hell.
2: They're, they're signing up as fast as they can to yeah. catch 10 percent.
0: To catch 10 percent. So 10 percent appreciation and now look is Now Look at the next
1: chart because everyone's saying, oh, no, here comes a crash. We're in for good. This is for the next five years. You're not seeing red, are you, for the next five years? No, but you're, you're seeing, seeing
0: an average appreciation three to five percent so it gets
1: back to yeah we do understand there's stuff going on right now with recession rates are up it's it's not a matter of demand it's a matter of affordability right now a hundred percent Tara and, keeps saying and, that.
0: do you see how those two and, keep and, talking and, the same language what the hell Joe
1: and and, <laughs> and on the last show Tara you went on this one we discussed something about would you rather be in a situation where you're in an impossible situation, where you couldn't get a house six months ago, a year ago, or a difficult situation? Exactly. And right now, I'd rather be in a difficult situation and work with people like you, Joe and Rebecca, who know what the heck they're doing instead of an impossible situation. Well, that's it's actually
3: even better because now not only are they not paying over appraised value, they're able to negotiate Things that are going to help them overcome the affordability, which is the biggest
0: obstacle. Slap so, her hand down. you know, what's that? <laughs> I'm like slap her hand down. Slap my hand Tara, down. Tara's like part Italian and the other half Mexican, I think, because she oh, likes to talk, talk with, with her hands, hands the entire
3: do. time. I talk with my hands, but. And I, know, I don't know if we're going to have time for it. Um, these buy-down strategies are phenomenal. Okay, so we'll talk
0: about that in the next show, because I know Matt's already waiting for us to talk about the next show. Yes. I think that we do need to wrap this up.
1: Wrap it up. Anthony, we, got, we got two more slides. All
0: right, let me get back to your slides, and we're going to wrap this up. So, the root issue of what drives house prices almost always is supply and demand. Now, interest rates affect that. When interest rates go up, guess what? Fewer buyers. The demand goes down, thus prices are going to soften or not be as cray-cray as they have been. And that's what we're seeing right now, cray-cray. What were we talking well, about? Cray cray.
1: Look who that quote. David P- Ramsey. P- I was just looking. At that. So, cray-cray. David
2: Ramsey.
0: That means offering above appraised value, right? Waving appraisals, waiving inspections. What was some of the other cray cray shit we were doing the last uh, couple free years? Free lease backs. Oh, free lease backs oh, for six years. Exactly. Stay in your house. Don't pay us anything. We don't care. Yeah. We don't care what's wrong with it. We Empty it. swimming pool. Haven't replaced yeah. the AC in twenty years. So you keep bringing that one up, and that one really hurts because I, <laughs> I back in April I brought clients twelve. Twelve offers on their house with an empty pool, deferred maintenance, no pool equipment. Twelve offers, twenty five grand above list. Yep. And there's no way in hell I'll ever do that again. Meaning to get twenty-five grand above right. list, they were waving appraisals, waving inspections, taking as is, and they had twelve of them. But the you first just weekend. nailed it. It was seller expectation. That seller had an Cray-cray. expectation that wasn't realistic. No, he thought I was going to get him fifty thousand dollars above list right. with twenty-five offers. Right. But guess what? We're kind of the, t- the tail end at this time of yep. the Craig. Craig. Last summer, I had offers of like thirty offers. I had 60 grand above list and we don't have to do that anymore right like why would not buyers be happy right yes. now right yeah and sellers
1: and sellers and, and, sellers. and Rebecca we, I know we talked about the fear thing with people but our markets don't operate on people scared they operate on supply and demand and yeah. we still have a supply and demand issue right now we absolutely Agreed. do
0: existing home sales seasonally adjusted annual rate in millions. So, so what, like what that's
1: what what that's saying right there is we're right where we should. Yeah, every, Everything is going bad. The housing market's crashing, and everything's going bad. Guess what? No, Are it's we not. down a little bit? Are we down a little bit? They're predicting that this year will be the most sales ever. Most sales compared to the second most sales, not the most sales, second most sales only to last year. And last, and last year, year was, in was in just the- nuts it was just not should just throw it but, out last year
0: yeah just, just it should not even be it's counted. An it's an anomaly it's an anomaly anomaly
1: that's the word yeah, but we right are there. really so, back
0: to where we should mm-hmm. have been had covid not happen
3: right i totally agree with that Had
0: covid not happened, so all of this suggests that you can't time the market or the future of interest rates but if you're waiting for the rates to fall you may be waiting a long time
3: i think you need to go back to that saying marry the house and date the rate
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Marry and what that means the right
1: rate. there i know we did the chart about interest rates eventually drop they go up and drop We can't tell what they're going to do whether when they're going to drop or when they're not and that's why i was saying it's going to go up to seven percent but they're eventually going to come back down but if you're waiting right now and you're waiting waiting homes are still going to appreciate go up if you if you can buy and you can afford it and there's ways that you can do it like you're getting that buy down don't wait do it now
0: okay so good question for you guys i went to a signing this morning with a client of mine yep and she didn't call either of you two because her sister told her to use Rocket Mortgage. Ooh. I, know. Ooh. I know. I know, I know, I um, know. She paid a point, and she got 5.85.
3: Yeah, well, that's probably representation of when she locked in.
2: We and don't she, know the whole story, but no, it uh, yeah. doesn't sound very good to me. <laughs> she
0: has a, she's a nurse, and she has great credit. Call me. OK, Remind. well, I already told her she'll be refinancing. But um, tomorrow. Tomorrow, but I, what I thought was interesting was 5.85 with a point. Right. So she locked that in probably three weeks ago. Right. What would one point do for you today at a 460 sales price? We're not jumbo. Loan amount? Yeah. What kind of rate would you get with one point today?
3: Five and well, you get about a quarter percent per one percent rate buy down, so probably five and a quarter.
0: So she'd get five and a quarter. Because we're up a quarter percent in the last two days. Okay. Just so between five and five and a quarter.
3: what about for you today?
0: He's making faces. So we'll just go with five and five and a quarter.
2: Five and five and a quarter is average.
0: Okay, so we're going to go in there. Yep. And 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 if that's the case, then we're already seeing that fluctuation in the marketplace that it's actually lower today than it was just three weeks ago. Right. That people who are watching the news today think it's worse than it was three weeks ago.
1: Right. That's the wasn't, problem. Wasn't it its biggest weekly drop in the last year? Like. Just recently, what well, didn't it just drop or did you said it went up? No, it dropped
3: until the last two days. Yesterday okay. we were down, you know, and today. But see,
0: even today, if you're saying five to five and a quarter, that is still a hell of a lot less than what she paid.
3: Right, exactly. So well, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to improve. Yes, and you're, you know, it also goes back to that specific scenario. I quoted a jumbo loan with a 1% cost in the fours.
0: You're right. So so just that's why I said yes, the sales price yes, is Yeah,
3: so it, 100% everybody's situation is unique.
0: So if that's the case, people one point get you into the fours or super low fives. I mean, right. is, it, oh really yeah, is it really that bad?
2: Yeah,
1: that's really that
0: bad. So right. Anthony, do you, can you read your recap if I slide over? Cause I think it's a perfect recap for our show today. Yep, I can read it. Okay. All right. Here you go, bud.
1: Just like we said, no one could predict the future with mortgage rates, but you can still give the expert <laughs> advice, which you are getting from all three of you guys right now. An economic slowdown will likely bring down mortgage rates, lowering the cost to finance. Demand and sales are heading back to pre-pandemic levels, which we've been discussing for months. And like we said, pre-pandemic levels was not a bad thing.
0: No. No, because it was was still busy. We were super busy. Yeah. And the the last part is the Mm
1: -hmm. experts are protecting 9% 9% appreciation, which I think is going to be double here in Arizona.
0: I, I don't disagree. So, okay, guys, we have our predictions, even though you just finished saying nobody can predict it. <laughs>
1: I, we're,
0: we have our predictions. Forecast. 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 Our, our That's forecast. exactly forecast. All right, and we're going to do another show after Labor Day. Those of you guys watching wanting to know what's happening between now and then, a whole lot of real estate's getting sold. And I'll tell you what, I think some really good deals are going to happen. That's my personal opinion, and yeah. I guess we'll see after Labor Day what, what it brings. Thank you, Anthony. I can, I, can, I
1: can taste my tomahawk on you, Rebecca.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're so naughty. All right. Tara, thank you. Over to yep. Mara First. Anthony, thank you at Navi. And Joe, thank you at Epic Mortgage. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Hopefully we helped educate and please share it with those of you that you, you know, people that you love, that you want to make sure that they make good decisions, right? That'd be good. All right. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Oh my gosh, you guys, I just love it. When my guests are Tara Craig over at Amerifirst, Joe Smith over at Epic Mortgage, and Anthony Penna over at Navi Title. Those three plus me equals a whole century of knowledge and experience that we get to pass on to you guys. Hopefully you guys liked the show, learned a little bit of something, and are excited to see who will be paying for dinner at the end of this year. We'll find out here at the next show we're gonna do like this stay tuned right after labor day and right after the summer we think the market might shift again make sure you guys pay attention when it does what a great show and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life we hope you enjoyed it if you watched us on youtube please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes likewise if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us.
2: I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. I'm on vacation
3: every single day, every single